from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show, the Rain Podcast with Ranger Proud. Listen, this is the middle of summer episode. I mean, it doesn't get any drier than this, but we made a commitment to be on every other week in the off season, regardless of our sports, if we're doing the football, the basketball, hockey, whatever, like we're on every other week and going to talk about what had happened or what did not happen with transactions. We'll shoot the breeze. We'll catch up on uh, things we enjoy outside of the hockey world. We're going to try to get to late September, early October as fast as possible when preseason uh, recirculates here on the NHL uh, for the 2022-23 season. But, man, I mean, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about it, man. Uh, nothing really I could think of to add, but I do have some just, you know, fun-level questions uh, for, for, for this evening. So, so listening viewers uh, here on the Bleed Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Rings of Proud, you know, give you something to listen to. So uh, we're just going to see where this takes us, man, because our whole bread and butter – Honestly, yeah, as you already know, we watch the game, we react to game, we put it on show. That's the formula. It doesn't get any simpler than that. So I understand when certain uh, broadcasters, sportscasters, and things of the like, and they're into their all season. They literally are on all the time, week to week. You run out of things to talk about. You really do. <laughs> I mean, you could probably talk about old history and and fantasy this, fantasy that. We we've done that for years on this platform, but you know, we'd say, hey man, we're gonna come on on every other week basis on the off season of the sport, and we'll give a you know maybe a more of a fresher perspective uh, than you know coming on every week. So let's let's talk about it, man. The Rain Podcast here on Rings are Proud, and uh, just gonna shoot the breeze, man. Have a good time, man. Here on August the second, twenty twenty two, right, Glenn? How you doing, man? Um, I got really nothing for you or guys for tonight. We could just shoot the breeze. Actually, you know, just a couple of signings since the last time uh, we were on here. We could talk about it and anything you want to talk to. But Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, uh, having a hard time uh, keeping up with hockey with the uh, Major League Baseball trading deadline ending today and. Uh, uh, the NFL training camp's opening, trying to keep uh, on top of everything, you know. Uh, but uh, there's still a lot going on in the NHL, a lot of things that maybe two weeks ago we didn't talk about. We could talk about tonight some of the teams that uh, have really improved themselves. And, uh, uh, you know, like you said, we'll kind of just uh, shoot the breeze, see where it takes us. Well, let's start. Like, where would you like to go? What has happened that we have not discussed? Or what's on your mind on, you know, all-season moves, whether it's our team I mean, we can start with our team if you like. I and mean, we always do an inside-out approach because we're Rangers-based first. But you know, we're, we like the entire league. We like this, you know, all we talk about all the teams when we can. Um, and I know Capo Cap got the signing. If you want to start there, I don't think we talked about that. You want to go there? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, speculation was going to be that he uh, was going to sign for about two point four. He signed for two point one uh, per year, two-year contract, which you know saves uh, saves a little bit. Um, so, uh, 
you know, I was happy to see that with that speculation that was going on. I didn't think he was going to be moved or get an offer sheet, but uh, it's good to know that, uh, you know, he finally signed and he's, uh, that's all settled with him. Um, I was just reading uh, uh, recently in the last day or two about Lafreniere, who's uh, really trying to work on his uh, skating and uh, trying to work on his uh, uh, wanting to move up uh, into the uh, top six by uh, moving over to right wing. Uh, it sounds like he's pretty comfortable with that. Uh, it sounds like, you know, he, he, he wants to move in the, in the top six more uh, than wor- worrying about what position he's playing. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, if they move him up again. I know it didn't, you know, Gallant didn't stick with it too long uh, last season, maybe around 10 games, and then kind of moved him around a little bit more. But uh looks like uh, Lafreniere is really looking to uh, – uh, you know, move up into the top six, improve his skating, uh, and uh, take more responsibility. Uh, and I would think with uh, moving up to the top line, maybe he'll see a little more uh, power play time. Uh, I mean, I think the kid is ready to take the next step. Uh, he had, uh, I think, 19 goals last year, and they were all five on five. Uh, so um, I think it'll be nice to see the number one pick in his third season. Uh, you know, take that step and get a little more power play time, see what he can really do. What do you think, Steve? Uh, Let's talk about it. Um, Remind me, because I always forget things. Uh, I should write it down. I don't want to lose the point on Capocasco, so I want to come back to that. So, uh, Alexei Lafreniere, um, listen, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think – let me me give you a a, a sports fan's perspective. I don't think – we are at a point in society, Glenn, where players are going to be brutally honest. This is where guys like you, me, yeah. Scott, RP, Carl, whoever, you know, we're going to be brutally honest. The player at this point in 2022, they're not there yet as far as their mm-hmm. transparency on how they think versus how they are expressing their thoughts in the, you know, the mainstream media, you know, your newspapers, your traditional media outlets. And you know, now, now, here's the thing, though, now, some of that's starting to change. The guard is starting to change a little bit. I mean, we're starting to see guys in all the sports with their own platforms voicing their opinions, but they're still not quite there like Glenn is uh-huh. or, or Scott or me or RP. Like when the Rangers stink or if a player stinks, we're going to say that in real time, you know, they may get on a post-game interview on MSG and be like, eh, you know, I, I – they're not going to say I suck balls tonight. They're not going to say I, 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 you know, you know. They're not going to I stunk the joint up. You know, they're not that brutally honest. They're just most of them are not. So when I hear things, or you know, when Lafreniere is saying things or or, or, or translating things into the the, the uh, media, you know, skating to the top six. My thing is, I already had him penciled in in the top six. Like, how could he not be? Uh, I mean, currently based on who's on this roster right now. His, his to me is his job to lose. So me, uh-huh. I wish I lived in a world Glenn, where he actually said that. Now we're not going. Like I said, that's probably more twenty fifty two. The year we're probably going to be long and gone by then. You know what I'm saying? In thirty forty years, where players are going to say, "Hell yeah, I'm, like hell yeah, I'm top six. What the fuck do you think I am? Uh-huh. Like that's what I think he should be saying, but he's not going to say that. So when we, you know, we hear, you know, the reports. Uh, you know, I've been skating. I've been working on a game. Of course, they're all working on their game. Like that's, sure. that's a no-brainer. So I say all that to say, uh, to be honest with you, Glenn, I 
I expect him to be in the top six. Matter of fact, I expect him to be on the top line at right wing. Actually, I, I didn't. It was mm-hmm. even a, a, a second guess, a thought, a, a, an alternative, a tar, alternative thought. Like that just. I came onto this episode expecting that, <laughs> you know. So you know, we're not going to hear that from him per se. But you know, I, I was just kind of going off on a little rant, a little bit, Glenn, as far as. We'll never uh-huh. see that day, man, where players are brutally honest. Like, of course I'm fucking top three, dude. Like, like I like a brutal, honest player that will do that, but nah, the society is definitely not ready for that. But, yeah, he should be there. I mean, of all things expected, if he worked on this game, of course, why wouldn't he be? I guess the well, argument it, would be, why wouldn't he be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about that, you know, as the, uh, the, the playoffs ended and the season ended, that uh, he's going to have to move to right wing. Because he, he's yeah. not going to replace uh, Panarin or or Kreider, uh, so one way or another, he's going to have to learn to play right wing. The only thing I would say about him, uh, in terms of what you were talking about, was, I mean, I remember him being a little bit more like, oh, I'll play wherever the coach wants me, wherever I can help the team. It doesn't matter to me where I am. Uh, <laughs> now he seems to be more like, I want to be in the top six, you know. So, I mean, I think he's kind of creeping towards what you were getting at where, where, you know, players don't really like to, you know, they're all like, oh, whatever the coach needs, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever they, the team wants. Uh, but, I mean, he seems to be more committed to, I'm going to be in the top six this this year, one way or another. So, I mean, I, I'd like to hear that from him, you know. It's, it's a little more than the kind of, you know, uh, just kind of whatever whatever line anybody would say. So, But, but I mostly agree with you about that. Uh, Teams aren't going to, uh, but, uh, or play, players let, let, aren't really going to come point. out So uh-huh. let me ask you this. Do you think he was actually thinking that when he first got drafted, when he drafted them number one? Like, like, do you, like, he said what he said. That's exactly what he said. As far as, you know, I'll play anywhere. He said that. But do you think he honestly believed that he should be, like, you know, I should be top dog? Or do you honestly believe he believed what he said at that time? Because I don't oh, think I a think guy that believe- hot drafted high. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, look, Steve, I mean, if you're a number one pick, yeah, you should be thinking that, that, that <laughs> I'm going to be in the top six. But I I think he understood, you know, I saw another good point that someone uh, made in an article I read. I don't remember where. Most teams where, you know, the number one pick is coming in uh, isn't as stacked as the Rangers were. I mean, let's remember, the Rangers had a lot of That's true. talented players when he was drafted, usually the number one is like the savior, you know, you put him right on the top line and let him go. Um, but he had to do his time, uh, you know, like any other draft pick would playing on the third line game or two here on the fourth line, not getting any power play time. Uh, but everything we heard about him, his competitiveness was sure. He wants to be on the first power play. Sure. He wants to be on the first line. Uh, but I think coming in as a rookie, you know, you got to kind of say, Hey, wherever the team wants me, you know, wherever I can help the team, that's what I'm going to do, chip in, you know, play as best I can. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think he certainly had the idea that I belong in the top six, uh, you know, pretty mm. quickly. So, I mean, I think that's going to happen this year. But, you know, so that's what I think about that. Well, I totally agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I really believe, like, this guy, is, to me, shows confidence, thinking it as well. I wish we were in a society he would have said that. See, now, I don't know if that would have flown in the Rangers' locker room because that's yeah. a bold statement from a guy. See, that's the thing. But like I said, we're not there as a society. I'll be, I'll be well, one of those guys. 
I would welcome it, but you know, I'm not the NHL player. I'm not the pro player, uh, professional player. You know, that may rub well, that's... people in the in the locker room the wrong way, depending on the culture. You know, so you yeah, like, I get you what you're like saying. You mean like Kravtsov? You right. mean like Leah hey, Anderson? Right. Hey. Hey. I'm not opposed to that. What happened to them? <laughs> you, you still so, got to show and prove, though. You could, you could talk the talk. You got to back it up, though. That's the thing. You got to back it up. Um, exactly. But, and I think we'll see if Kravtsov can do that this year. Boy, I know. And I know that's kind of what we let's, – let's put that to the side, too, because we kind of touched on sure. it two weeks ago. But let's mm-hmm. go back to Capocacco and his salary. Yep. See, you know, him getting signed, um, you know, on a restrictive uh, deal. Um, to me, he's still accelerated. He still uh, hasn't really – there's a couple of things. I think we talked to, talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Give him a better center to work with. And that's not to make excuses mm-hmm. for him because at the end of the day, you still got to skate on that wing or do what's being asked of. You know that's that's part of the equation too, because the coaches are telling them probably to play a certain game or system, just to skate. Because you you know his his asses is his legs, you know his explosion. Right. Give him a better center to work with, and then let's see where it goes from there. You know the two point one million dollars for what two years? That to me that's kind of, almost kind of like we're not fully vested in you per se long term. Just show us what you really got now that we give you a better linemate. So let's assume, I would assume he's on the second line. Um, what are your thoughts on the signing of him? It's good that we signed him now. Now what's the next step with Capocacco? Well, I mean, I think it's good that we signed him. Absolutely. You know, he's still young where you want to see what he's got. Um, I think I mentioned uh, last time we were on that uh, it, it is time that we find out what he is. And, and I think it would make sense uh, to have him on the second line as well with uh, an upgrade at center with Trocek and uh, with the passing of, of, of uh, Panarin, the way he can pass the puck. Uh, I think that's the best way for us to learn uh, what we've got in Kako. Now, I still think he's going to be an outstanding player. Uh, is he going to be the kind of player that, uh, you know, is worthy of, of the second round pick? I don't know. I mean, I think he had a little further way to go than uh, somebody like Jackson Hughes, uh, who's who's kind of come into his own, uh, and even Lafreniere. Uh, I think Kako maybe had a little further to go to develop, you know. Uh, but I think, you know, we've talked about how he's developed a better defensive game. He's developed a better puck possession game. Um, you know, he certainly has some highlight real uh, goals and, and moves to the net and everything. So, you know, he's got it in him. Uh, and I think it would be, uh, you know, best for the Rangers to play him on the second line to see what we've got there. Now, the only caveat I would say to that is that, um, you know, Kraftsoff, you know, all we hear about Kraftsoff is that he's a goal scorer. He's a sniper, right? A sniper mm-hmm. would be really good for the team on that line with Trocek and the passing of Panarin. So, uh, so I'm a little torn, but I think it's still more important to find out what Kako is. I think Kraftsoff, uh, with the right line mates on the third line, if he winds up with Heedle, and whether it's Blay or it's Goudreau or whoever it may be, I think he'll still get the opportunity uh, to, uh, you know, to show his goal-scoring skills. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because you would think that, you know, if Kraftsoff really does wind up being a sniper, he might be better on. Uh, on the line with Trocheck and uh, and Kravtsov, but 
I think certainly coming out of training camp, uh, that's Kako's spot to lose as well. Uh, so I think that's where we'll start off, and then we'll see where the season goes from there. That's an interesting point. I agree with you as far as that's Capo Kako's uh, position or spot to lose. I don't think he will lose it, but that's a fair point as far as what the Rangers brass may play on value, what they got those guys at, you know, one guy being number two overall, the other guy with number, what, nine, something like that, yep. and Krasov, yep. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, if they, you know, if both of them are top ten. I and it, I don't know. I think also at the same time they're going to give more rope to Capital Capital because it was a number two overall pick behind Jack Hughes. Sure. Uh, that, sure. And that sure. particular Jack pick. So, honestly, I think Kratzoff has – I mean, he has actually, I would call it issues, situations with a prior regime as far as upper management. But I think he kind of, I wouldn't say he got a pass, but he actually, I think the more pressure is on Capo Cox mm-hmm. than in his Kratzoff, but, but Kratzoff still has to show and prove. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know how that's going to affect his psyche because does he feel like he's entitled to a second line? Uh, I mean, I'm not there at, see, I'm not there at skater rounds. I'm not there at the practices. Sure. I mean, what happens there, they, only those guys know and perhaps the reporters that cover the team. But, I mean, I think based on what I've seen in both of those guys in Blue Shirts jerseys, I, I would probably say Kako is Kako's uh, a position to lose. I, I, I definitely agree with you on uh-huh. that. But uh-huh. that's not to say that enough, it's not to say that um, Kratzoff, uh, what, what's his? I don't even know his psyche. He's a huge X factor on this team. I think we kind of talked uh-huh. about it last, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to expect he, out of him. I really don't. What do you think? I mean, well, his reputation is that he's a goal scorer. So if you look at it, you know, forget about who got drafted when and who's been around longer and, and everything that happened in the past. You would think that with a playmaker like Panarin and, and a guy like Trocek, who's a little more tenacious, can, can go in the corners. Uh, he's also a, a good uh, uh, passer as well. Um, you know, that a sniper on that line would be perfect. So, uh, but at the same time, when you step back and you, you know, you look at the history of Kravtsov and how, you know, Kako uh, is the uh, second round pick. Don't forget he missed half the season too. So he's been a little injury prone. Uh, I think it's more important to have him develop on that line, but I'm hoping that Kravtsov, if he stays um, and he's got, I think he signed a one-way contract. So either he's getting traded or he's on the team. Um because I think he'd have to go through waivers if he went down to uh, to Hartford, so they're not going to lose him for nothing. Um, I'm hoping he's matured enough. I'm hoping I'm hoping that he's got the right agent now who who can tell him, look, you know, you, you know, there's been some uh, there's been some rocky times in the past, but you know, if you're going to play on a line with Philip Heedle and whether it's Sammy Blay, who was a, a, a real energy guy or if it's Goudreau to be a little more defensive uh, responsibility on that line. I mean, that that's not a bad opportunity. Um, you know, who he was playing with a couple of years ago, maybe he didn't feel like he was playing with guys that uh, were on par where he could show up his talent, but uh, I think he would be in a good spot uh, on that third line if that's how it turns out. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can finally, after all these years, see – if he's really as good as he's been advertised, 
uh, and that he's matured enough at this point. We don't have another Leah Anderson situation. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, he can be a real contributor on the third line. So, I mean, if you look at that, the, the top nine, if, if that's the way it uh, shakes out, is really good, very good. Uh, so, you know, and then when you got a mix and match of, you know, a bunch of guys on the fourth line, depending on who you're playing. So, I mean, I think this team is set. Uh, and, uh, you know, hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully Kraft, I, I would love to see Kravzov make the team and, and see what he can do. I mean, I think, uh, I think it was Scott last week that says, I usually don't pay a lot of attention to uh, preseason games. I just kind of watch it to sit back and say, ah, oh, hockey's back. But, uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching the preseason games, uh, you know, this year to really kind of see what, what some of these younger guys too, even if, you know, guys like Ackman and Cully, uh, you know, are these guys possibilities to make the team. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be real interesting as a Ranger fan, just watching a lot of these guys in preseason and see, you know, what we think about them and, and what we think they might be able to do. Now, are you concerned of the durability of a Capococco? I think he only played half the games last year. Uh, he's a, he, you know, 21 years old. What about durability? Concerns? Any concerns or thoughts on that? Or what do you, what do you believe? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Even, even more, uh, I even mean, more I than Sturkin the year before that? I can remember how you said uh, yeah, Igor Sturkin yeah. <laughs> even more than that? Yeah, well, I think Igor kind of proved to me that uh, he, he's not. And Capo and, uh, Caco can do the same thing. I mean, you do have guys that, you know, have uh, – uh, first couple of years where, where they've got a lot of injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, the, the most famous one here in New York is Phil Sims, who started out injury prone, couldn't do anything, got, mm-hmm. you know, replaced by Scott Bruner, and look what he became. So, um, you know, that, that does happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. I would like to see him play, you know, a, a full season to, to get through it. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think he can do it. I mean, I, I'm – I'm not thinking that, oh, boy, this guy's just going to get hurt every year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that he will be able to, you know, become a, a an everyday regular player and not have, be out for the long stretches that he has the last couple of years. I'm not too worried about it, uh, but sure, I mean, since it's happened, uh, you know, the last couple of years, it's got to be a concern in the back of your mind, I think. So what do you think – okay, let it's hard to predict, but this is what makes it fun. Like even in this type of time of year where ain't nothing going on as far as actual game action. So mm-hmm. you're saying, uh, a Capocaco, how many games, if he played half last year or so, where do you expect him? What, 60 games out of 82? And then if that's the case, how many points you're thinking out of him? Because like, for a number two pick, you would think he would get more production uh, for you know his, for his value where you got him in the draft, but you got you got to give him minutes. You got to give him something to play with at the same time. I mean that's some of it, but at the end of the day, it's really on the player to show and prove, right? So where do you think point production would be where uh, he he does? If we had this conversation next year, how many points uh, going? If we were in the off season twenty twenty three, how many points does Capital Cago have in the regular season at the end of twenty twenty three? Hey, I mean, you know, if he's playing on that second line, Steve, and maybe he gets a little uh, a little time on the second power play, uh, and he can get through, you know, sixty five ish uh, to seventy games, I don't think, you know, I, I'd like to see fifty points plus. I think, 
Um, you know, I don't think that would be out of the question for, for a guy as talented as he is. I know that's a big step from, uh, you know, what he's done before. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I'd like to see at least if he's playing with Trocek and, and, uh, and Panarin, I, I'd like to see 50-plus points in, in 65 to 70 games. Um, you oh, know, and I, I think great. he could do that. Do you uh-huh. think he would, though? I, I would like to see that, too. Do you think he would get that, though? From what I've seen of him, from what I've seen of his play, sure, I think he can do that. Uh, playing with okay. those two guys okay. regularly, a little bit of power play time, um, you know, and, and avoiding injuries, yeah, I don't think that's out of the question at all. And, you know, if, if you asked me in October, I would probably say that's kind of what I expect out of him. I mean, not a point a game. That, that's a little bit too much to ask. But if he plays 65, 68 games, I don't think 50 points is out of the question at all. All right, cool, cool. Um, I got other Rangers questions. I could save them for another episode. You know, we could get into the uh, Chris Kreider predictions. Can he duplicate what he did last season? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I'm gonna say, man, I, I think that's a fascinating question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hear my answer. I ain't gonna piss Ranger fans off in August right now, so let me hold off on that. Uh, okay, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, just. I, I, we could get also to the other teams as well. Um, uh, the youth, we talk about Lafreniere. We talk about um, uh, the re-signing of, Coast, of course, Kako and Krasov. I think those are good, nice plug pieces. See production out of them. Uh, but you, you mentioned earlier as a guy like Sammy Blay. What can we expect out of him? Um, you know, I mean, he's not really going to put up a lot of points. He's more of the bruiser. He's the, the physical uh, element to the team. Uh and I think last year this time, right, going, um, I mean, Ranger fans, we were <sighs> embarrassed leaving that regular season of how we got punked with our mm-hmm. physicality after, you know, management goes, new, you know, new regime, you know, Gordon, uh, not Gordon, uh, uh, Drury comes in, and we get the physicality with Ryan Reeves and Sammy Blair. Well, we thought we were going to play a full season, but he got you know, injured uh, the ACL in that Devils game. Um, you know, are you satisfied with the direction of the makeup of this team? I would say most Ranger fans have. Yes, I think we even even over. I said we even. I don't know if I would say we overachieved when I was the one who kind of damn near said we should have went to the finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, you know, I I I don't know. What are your thoughts as far as getting back to where we are with this roster, what we have in hand? Uh, are we ready? Because I think this division is tough, man. I mean, I think the Islanders will be better. Oh, that's another thing, man. They, they have the roster, yeah. but I don't know about what happened with the coach. And, you know, you think this youth is going to help propel us to the next level? Because the Kako, the Kratzoffs, and the uh, Alexia Lafayette and all that, what we're talking about, like, you know, being cocky and all that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think, uh, boy, that's a lot there, Steve. I like the makeup <laughs> of this team. I like the makeup of this team. I think we've got the, the right mix of, of, of uh, older veterans, young veterans, scorers, playmakers, uh, guys that'll uh, mix it up. I mean, Sammy Blay, uh, you know, he's another energy guy. I, I liked him when he was in St. Louis. He, he stood out to me on the ice when I was watching uh, Blues games. Um, you know, he's got good speed. He's got good energy. He'll mix it up in the corners. I mean, he's not a tough guy like, uh, you know, Ryan Reeves or something like that. But, 
you know, I like him, and I think he'll help whatever line he winds up being on. Um, but I, I like the makeup of this team. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why they can't make that next step and at least get to the finals. I mean, Colorado looks like they're going to win the next five cups in a row, but, you know, you never know. Um, wouldn't that be something to see uh, Georgiev go to Colorado and win a couple, a couple of cups in a row, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Calgary is is uh, is weakened out west from losing both Kachuk and, and Goudreau. Boy, that is a, a major blow. I don't, I don't care who you get back. Uh, Huberto is a really mm-hmm. good player, but uh, when you lose those two guys, they're weakened. And in the beginning of the season, we were talking about maybe them getting to the finals. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Edmonton has improved themselves in goal. And whenever you got those two guys like Dreisaitl and, and – uh, uh, McDavid, anything can happen. Evander Kane, if he can, you know, uh, keep his act clean, is a tremendous player. Uh, so I think Edmonton is, is uh, strong out west too. But as far as the Rangers in our division, yeah, I mean the division is tough. There, there's uh, really even in the whole conference, when you look at the improvements that Ottawa made and Detroit made, uh, there aren't really any easy games anymore. You know, you, you always said, well, beat the teams you should beat and, uh, you know, play 500 against the good teams. But there aren't a lot of easy games in this conference anymore. Um, you know, you talk about the Islanders. I think the Islanders are going to take a step back. I really do. Uh, I think losing trots is is, uh, is, yeah, is going to be a problem for them. Um, I mean, I know Lane Lambert is, uh, you know, kind of a disciple of trots, so they probably won't change much uh, of the style that they play, especially with Lou there as well. But – you know, they were a veteran team. They don't have, you know, they got Barzell, sure, and uh, Bavillier, who they've been trying to move. Um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't make any moves in the offseason as far as uh, really uh, picking up somebody in the free in the free agency to uh, play with Barzell or make a trade because that's something that they're looking for, somebody to play on a line with him. I was kind of surprised that they kept Varlamov uh, at his salary, uh, with the way the salary cap is, because, uh, I mean, I think Sorokin is ready to take over the number one spot. Uh, so some of the some of the things that the Islanders did in the last uh, month or so kind of surprised me a little bit, a little kind of curious. But, um, you know, I, I, I as far as the rest of the division goes, um, you know, Carolina, I think, is still going to be real good. Uh, Florida with Kachuk is just – I mean, that's not our division, but in the conference, Florida with Kachuk is just the kind of guy they needed. I mean, they were a lot of, you know, kind of finesse kind of uh, high-scoring team, but really didn't have that kind of, uh, you know, grit that they were looking for. And, I mean, if there's a if there's a power forward in, in the league right now who's better than Matthew Kachuk, I'd like to know who it is. So I think they got exactly what they needed. Um like I've said before, I think Detroit got better. I think Ottawa got better. Uh, Toronto is going to be interesting with Matt Murray in goal uh, to see how that works out. Um, but, uh, you know, and as far as our division goes, I'm not thinking much about the Flyers, but I think that uh, Torch is going to get them playing uh, hard and playing a better style of play. And uh, I, I think they're going to be better, not that I think they're necessarily a, a contender for uh, the playoffs. Uh, I think Boston is probably, you know, coming down a notch a little bit. Uh, Washington, I think, might be down a notch a little bit. 
but, you know, Carolina, uh, Pittsburgh's always a thorn in our side. Uh, there's still a lot of good teams in our division. It's going to be tough to, you know, be a, finish a couple of points out of first place. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think when other teams look at us, uh, when they look at the Rangers, they say the same thing. Boy, that team is, is uh, going to be really tough to play. They got a tremendous top nine. They got a, a goalie that's all world. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think the other teams in the, in the division and in the conference are looking at us and, and saying the same thing. So, yeah, I think this team can certainly take the next step and at least get to the finals. All right, yeah. Um, let's bring on Scott. Shout out to Scott. Face off hockey podcast, man. Shout out to Scott, man. We'll bring him on, but get him. His, we gotta go back and give him his thoughts on the youngins we were talking about earlier. Uh, but let me say this real quick. Um, I I wonder what pre- what the trajectory would have been had. Uh, uh, Quinville would have been remaining as the uh, Florida Panthers head coach. We will never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not to say that they were would have won the cup, but what if? Because I thought they had to make up with the right head coach, and you know he had the, the situation that haunted him back with the Blackhawks. You never know, man. Sometimes these coaches, like you, like you said with Barry Trotz with the Islanders, he to me he kind of had that impact down in Florida and, and mm-hmm. um, who knows now, you know, you added better player, better all around players to that roster. Cause they kind of needed that. Cause they were offensive finesse. But what if, man, what if now Scott, what up, man? We, uh, we were talking, man, the Capricaco contract since we were on last time. What are your thoughts about that? And what about his projection next year? Right? Like how many points, uh, where do you expect him to play? But uh, Glenn, matter of fact, Glenn, I'll let you speak. Speak to Scott because you worded it how you saw it as far as Lafreniere, uh, his expectations on the top line. You remember you heard my thoughts. So I wish players were very blunt and honest, but we're not going to hear that until like 2052 when we're all long and gone. All three of us. <laughs> but Glenn, go, Glenn, say it again. What did you say with Lafreniere as far as expectations? Top top three or top six? Or on, on that yeah, right wing. Yeah, now Scott. Well, welcome, welcome on Scott. By the way. Um, no, I was just talking about Lafreniere when we first came on about how I read he's uh, uh, he's working on his skating. Uh, he seems to know what he's deficient in. He's trying to work on that, but that his goal is to play in the top six. And uh, you know, he'd, he'd rather play in the top six than worry about what what wing he's playing. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, I thought that was as Steve and I both said. Well, yeah, we kind of expect him to you know, be on the, on the first line, uh, this year, because there's no room for him on the left wing on the, on the first two. Um, and Steve had mentioned about, you know, how players kind of, uh, you know, just kind of give you, uh, you know, answers that they think you want to hear and everything. And, uh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, Lafreniere when he first came up was, was kind of saying, you know, I'll play, I'll play anywhere, wherever the coach puts me. And, you know, I'll just, as long as I can help the team, that's all I want to do. And now, since the end of the season, uh, he just seems to be saying, no, I, I want to be in the top six. That's my goal. So uh, that's kind of where we were talking about, about the young guys. So what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, first of all, sorry I'm late, gentlemen. Uh, this offseason thing has got me all screwed yeah. up, and you know, I just hate the summer all around. <laughs> so sorry yeah. I'm late. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I agree. Uh, Lafreniere <clears throat> was brought here, uh, you know, <laughs> to be uh, – 
top six, absolutely. He's had two years. He's definitely shown the growth and improvement. He, he hit the ice in the first game of the playoffs as if he was a seven-year veteran. He did not mm-hmm. look like, you know, he, he did not have playoff jitters at all. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think he's absolutely ready to make the next step in top six. Um, Kako, I don't know if you want to give him a chance on that second line um, as, as the right wing and say this is your chance, like enough. Um, and if, you know, I mean, I, I want nothing more than it to, to, to pan out. If it doesn't, uh, then you got to get the Patrick Kane rumors going again if we're, it looks like that we uh, might need, some, you know, that one over-the-top mm-hmm. push like we did at the deadline. As far as Kako's uh, contract, I think they were wise to uh, – to, it's a very tradable contract, the two years rather than the one, because he's not going to be a rental if he is on the block, uh, and that's that's a big selling point there for uh, for somebody that young. <clears throat> so yeah, um, I, I, I and I think he'll uh, he'll definitely show an improvement too. But I think the third line center is just natural. There's just uh, you know he's not better than Trocheck as manager, and so uh, there's nothing wrong with him being on the third line. So, um, and as far as uh, I caught the part about the um, about all the other teams, <clears throat> I think this off season for the first time like ever, I think more teams got much better than than got mm-hmm. worse. I, I really don't think anybody really got worse. Just just the terrible teams. Well, I guess Chicago got worse. <clears throat> they went from terrible to AHL, and yeah. <laughs> um, but. Columbus is now a contender in our division. The Devils are going to be a contender in our division. Uh, the Flyers are still crap, I believe. Uh, so we don't. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about them. But you've all of a sudden got two new teams entering the mix. Uh, the Islanders are a big question mark. I, I said last year I gave them a pass for most of it because of uh, all the COVID guys and the injuries they had. But the time they shut they shut their season down about five to seven games too late. They lost them all. Uh, they got a raw deal. But when they picked it up again, they, they weren't exactly uh, world beaters. They were, I think, you know, more or less a 500 team anyway a- after everybody came back. So uh, there is something to be said about, uh, the, you know, the Islanders conference finals team is no longer, you know, that team's not, they're not them anymore. But uh, there are, there's rumors about Nazim Kadri going. Um, that would obviously be a huge uh Huge increase for them, but I think I don't think they're quite the conference final team that they were. But I think uh, they can be a playoff team. I think they're still going to be dangerous, uh, especially with uh, like uh, Glenn, like you said, uh, Sorokin is absolutely ready to uh, you know go neck and neck with Igor for best Russian in the city. So uh, you know he he's, mm-hmm. he's legit. He, he's a real deal. So uh, that, that's you know, and he's only getting more experienced, and better, just like Igor is. So. Yeah, I think you can, you know, it, I, I'm going to put the Islanders in that uh, playoff contender mix uh, until they give me a reason, hopefully, uh, not to. So, um, what else? Uh, you, you, Detroit and Ottawa, you know, no, went from doormats to uh, definitely playoff contenders instantly. Uh, you got that. Montreal's not there yet. They uh, they have Jeff Gordon now, so they're following the Gordon plan, you know, the, the, uh, the three-year or so rebuild. And, and, you know, they're in no hurry, but they made some very good moves uh, in the right direction. So they'll be back uh, another couple of years. Uh, that just leaves Toronto, I guess. Uh, I don't – yeah, they got better in goal, but uh, not good enough. And their defense, I don't think, is good enough either. So they're really 
Uh, unless they unload one of those heavy contracts and fill it with a heavy contracted defenseman, I, I don't see them, uh, uh, you know, so, still be a playoff team, and I don't see them being a cup contender. Uh, before we, uh, we'll go back around the league. Let me, let me ask you this. So what do you think point-wise for Capocaco? Because what I asked Glenn earlier – are you you know his durability? He played about half the games last year. I mean, how can you predict this? Or what? I mean, this is the things we talk about around this time of year. If we were here next year, twenty twenty three, around full thirty sixty five next year, what would capital capital numbers be? What do you project? How many games? How many points? I mean, based off what we know now. Well, uh, it's hard to say because of those injuries. I, I, you know, I'm just hoping that this is not a guy, just one of those, you know, potential talents that just never got off the ground because of injuries. It's terrible to see when it happens. Maybe he just had a bad, uh, you know, a, a bad lucky year in that. I mean, he had, you know, two lengthy injuries that in the same season. That's that, that, that that's kind of rare, I think. Um, so if it was just an anomaly and he. Uh, you know, just caught a bad break twice, and uh, that he's not going to be an injury prone and stays healthy for the year. <sighs> I mean, it's hard to tell because if 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 they put him on the second line, uh, he should get seventy, no problem. But I just I don't see it happening. I want him to pan out. You know, I want him to be that number two, that that all star, that that kid who was dominating against men. Uh, you know, that we drafted. I want nothing more for yeah. him to happen. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him traded. But I hope he lights it, you know, lights it up so that he's off the table as far as Patrick Kane, uh, you know, talks go. So, but honestly, like, I, I'm just losing faith in it. I really am. Like, I'm just seeing him as like a, uh, like, like a, like a Zuccarello. Just, but it's different, though, because Zuccarello was the one that had to absolutely bust his ass, uh, you know, to get the, uh, 50, 60 points that, you know, he would get. But I see Kako being one of those. I'll give him, I'll give him 55 points. That's my yeah. prediction. Oh, that's, what, that's what Glenn said. Now, also, the said. other side yeah. was. Really? That's what Glenn I did said. not hear that. That's yeah. a total guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, but the other side of the coin is, you know, we kind of touched on it two weeks ago. Glenn says that, you know, Kratsov is probably the better sniper. Now, how does this play to the fact wow. that, you know, the Rangers brass, you got a number two overall pick versus, let's say, what, number nine, number nine overall. What's going through the mentality of that player, Kratzoff? And what do you – I mean, he's though. I mean, he's really – I have no expectations whatsoever, meaning I have no idea what to expect based off his recent history with the club, mindset, how he – you know, the fit and all that. Where do you see where that's going? And then, um, and then Glenn, if you have anything else you'd like to say, feel free. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Steve. I, I have no idea what to expect. I don't, I mean, I, I saw in those few games, I, I, I saw a lot of potential with this kid. I mean, I, you know, I saw like, you know, Panarin Jr., I, you know, 80, 90 points. Uh, so, but we, we, we don't know if he'll ever step foot on garden ice again, even though he does have the contract, uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, that, that's a wild card. You know, so when we were talking a few weeks ago, uh, about, uh, someone said how we have too many players, um, you know, this kid, I would definitely like to see get a shot. And I'd like to, 
you know, now, you know, he doesn't really, he spent another year in the KHL, so that's just any progress that he had made in getting adjusted to uh, North American, and you know, NHL hockey completely shot, so we'll have to start over. So, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be some growing pains. I just hope that, uh, you know, he gets a long leash on the ice, of course, not with his attitude. Um, but uh, on the ice, just, you know, give him some time to, uh, I mean, I, I hope it's not an issue. I hope he just, you know, gets right, you know, like Igor, just gets right out there and, you know, just dominates from from the get-go. Um, who knows? Uh, to be honest with you, I have, you know, if he actually plays, makes the team, I actually have more faith in him uh, out, outscoring uh, Kako. I really do. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Graham. <clears throat> Anything else you'd like to add? Or? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I just mentioned to Scott that I was saying that, you know, I mean, for, for Kako, I think it makes sense to have him on the second line so we can find out, you know, who he really is and, and what he really is. But it, just in terms, if you forget all the history and everything, just in, in the makeup of a line, it just seems like with, with the, the passing of Panarin and the, the uh, kind of tenacity and, and, and tougher play of Trocek, that a sniper on that line would be perfect. If, if you're just, like, taking the names away and just look at the characteristics of, of Trocek and, and Panarin. Uh, but I think coming out, of, uh, coming out of training camp and into the season, I think Kravtsov will make the team. Uh, I think he'll be on the third line and Kako will be on the second line. And then we'll see what happens. That may switch uh, in December, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Scott, no, anything I, else you'd like to I, add, I uh, our team, or running the show? Or... Um, no, I mean, it just, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, I forgot about Kadri, that Kadri is still out there. Uh, I had mentioned, uh, Scott, I thought the, the Islanders maybe might take a little step back this year, but yeah, if they find a way to sign Conco, then I, I think they'll be, uh, uh, a, a viable playoff contender as well. Uh, so I, I totally forgot about him that he's still out there. Um, but, um, uh, you know, for now with, what the Islanders got, I agree with you. Uh, I think that the two, Conference finals teams is uh, is gone. Uh, most of their veterans are older guys. Anders Lee, um, uh, Brock Nelson. Uh, so I mean, I saw that team as having to take a shot when they did, and uh, unfortunately for them, they just uh, uh, ran into a Tampa team that was reaching its peak at that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, if they signed Kadri. Uh, that that would be very interesting, and I would think that they could probably uh, make the cap space to make that happen. In fact, I'm probably surprised they haven't done it already. Yeah, yeah, they certainly uh, they have a lot of money to spend. Uh, they were one of one of the two area local teams uh, that was expecting to uh, have 10.2 or so million dollars accounted for in their salary gap. So look yep. at it is you've got all that money opened up to spend, and uh, you know I know Lamorello is very very secretive, and he's always been that way. That's you know good for him. It's part of his game, but. You know, Islander fans are restless, and it's so funny because like they they don't want to show it in front of in front of Ranger fans, but they are starting to get real restless about like the lack of moves here this offseason. Yeah, and it's yeah. hilarious. But um, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't be unlike Lou to uh, have this thing nailed down and no one know about it. I mean, he seems to be yeah. the only one who can you know let prevent things from leaking. He's good at it. <laughs> and you know, now, Steve, let, let me elaborate on on what you said about sure. Florida with Quenville. That, that's very interesting uh, that you say that because that, that was, I mean, that, that team kept going. I, I 
have to say that, you know, they did keep going. Yeah. But having a guy like Quinville behind the bench, uh, a guy that's had the success that he's had uh, for so long in the league, could have made a difference for that team when they got to the playoffs. But I think what they've done now, I, I think what they were lacking was a, a little bit of leadership. Um, and I think between bringing in Kachuk and uh, if I remember correctly, there's so many moves. Didn't they, uh, didn't they acquire Pacioretty as well? Um, so uh, I think that team may have the leadership that they were lacking last year. And uh, I, I think they're going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win the president's trophy, but I think they're going to be a lot tougher team to play uh, next year. Obviously, you know, in a, not in our division, but in our conference, and we still got to play them and we might meet them in the playoffs. But uh, I I'm, I think they're going to be a better team next year, Florida, even than they were before. Max, all depending million? on, yeah, yeah. All, all, depending on are you, are you, all depending on Bob. Are you about- um, Bob, you know, Bob has had years where he won the Vezina, and then the next year his uh, his goals against was four and a half. So, you know, we'll <laughs> see what happens with him. They got a good backup in Spencer Knight. I think he's their guy of the future. Uh, but for ten million dollars a year, the way everybody was killing Henrik for his salary, uh, for ten million dollars a year, Bob better come through for them again. Yeah. Are you talking about Max I- Million? Passeretti from the, the Vegas Golden Knights by way of the Montreal Canadiens. Passeretti, he went to Carolina. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think. No, oh, Passeretti oh, went sorry, to went Carolina. Carolina. You're right. I'm sorry, Carolina. I, for some reason, I was mixed up Florida and Carolina. The pride uh, of the Rangers, Connecticut. Max Passeretti. <laughs> right, it's from Connecticut. He went to Carolina, yeah. not to Florida. You're right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Carolina well, I mean, is, is interesting. Um, I you know I think they took a hit with with, with Trocheck and what well, well Pacioretty was a great replacement there. Uh, they're they're yeah. hurting for offense. Uh, you know they've got some serious talent there with Aho and uh, uh, Taravainen and um, the other guy. Uh, they, you know they've got some some serious talent there, uh, but they just can't put the puck in the net. But I'll tell you what, I think they took a hit defensively. I mean D'Angelo, you know, was big for them. Um, who else did they lose? Didn't they lose uh, uh, another defenseman? Well, uh, they lost. Um, right. Let me see. Well, they got they gained uh, Ethan Bear. You know, they signed him to a one year deal, a prove it deal. So, um, right. I mean, Jacob, and and I'm not a. There, so. I'm not a big. You know, they got Brent Burns, and you know, I was not a big. You know, I put him in in the category of. Uh, uh, the, the defenseman of a like like defensive liability defenseman, but the ones that get the glory are the ones that get the points. Uh, yep. You know, for some reason, I think you know, I've complained about that before with the Norris. I don't like the Norris going to the highest scoring defenseman. I like it going to you know have some points. You know, be be in the upper echelon of points. But if you got a plus minus of like thirty one, you know that that's being a good defenseman. So. You know, I put Brent Burns in the in the category of like your uh, your PK Subban, your 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 uh, your Mike Greens, your uh, your Yandels, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guys like that. So, and I think that I, I well, you know what? I think they do. You, you know, a guy like that only works when you have a great shutdown, uh, you know, defense all around. So that, you know, allows him to do his thing offensively. And you know what? They kind of do actually. So. Uh, that might actually help them generate offense and w- without having to uh, sacrifice some defense. So, you know what, I just completely flip-flopped on, on what I was saying. I Yeah, Connor Burns actually a good pick-up for them. Um, wow, that was All a right. really long-winded waste of time. And he's, 
and he's still a monster on the power play too. So yeah, that'll help. Yeah. Him. Now we have, we have about uh, seven minutes left, right? So let's go around for final thoughts. Now, um, you know, anything else on around the NHL? Feel free. But Scott and Glenn, and you know, you know, our favorite part of the show. Of course, you got to give me some show recommendations. I mean, this is the, this is the time where I got to catch up because by the time September and October rolls around, sports is going to be full blown with hockey and. Football and basketball. I gotta give me something to watch. I have my recommendations. Oh, Scott, I am like three episodes into that old man. You're right, man. Oh, you did start it good. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. How? I'll I'll knock it down more uh, tomorrow. But give me your thoughts on Uh, that and anything else, Glenn. Same thing. And then final thoughts, Glenn. Let's start with Glenn. Final thoughts around the NHL. Um, I, I want to get your opinion. You didn't mention it. Klinberg uh, to the Ducks, man. Ducks made some decent, okay signings. This all—I mean, what else? They need—they got to go up. I mean, they can't go any further down with the Ducks. So, your thoughts, Glenn? Anything around the NHL? Thoughts on Klinberg getting signed to the Ducks? If, if if you have anything on that, anything else? Any show recommendations? And then we'll pass it on to Scott. Yeah. Not- yeah, no, I mean, we, we were uh, we were talking mostly about the East, but yeah, out West, I mean, Anaheim between picking up, uh, you know, my old buddy Strom, who, you know how I feel about him. I think he's a good player, but <laughs> Trocek is definitely an upgrade for us. Um, you know, and Vetrano, probably going to get, uh, you know, probably a, a top line or at least a, po- a top six spot. And, uh, you know, I liked him too, so they really helped themselves. And then uh, getting Klinkberg, I mean, you know, he he may not be what he was. I don't know what really was going on down in Dallas. Uh, you know, with Heiskanen and some of the other defensemen they got there, maybe he wasn't, uh, you know, as involved as he had been before. I know he had a couple injuries too, but uh, Klingberg is still a, a top-quality defenseman. So, um, you know, when I think Anaheim with some of the young players that they have, um, you know, they're, they're going to be a contender for the playoffs certainly as well. So they're going to be an interesting interesting team to watch when uh, I'm looking for somebody to watch after the Ranger game is over. So I'll probably be watching a lot of Duck games. <laughs> um, as far mm-hmm. as programs, though, guys, I mean, I, I'm watching like baseball every night. So I don't have a lot to share there. But <laughs> I, will share, I, I will ask Scott something, and I don't know if this counts, but I just heard this today. Uh, knowing what a big Batman uh, connoisseur Scott is. I heard today that there was a, a Batgirl movie that was made that had a budget of about $90 million to make, and it's not getting released either streaming or in theaters or anything. It's just getting dropped. What's up with that? Um, I didn't hear that. I know about the Batgirl movie that's being made, and I was actually really excited about that. Uh, you had Michael Keaton uh, coming back uh, in the cowl, and... Um, you know, it was going to be like a like a serious, you know, like like dark style, not not the comic booky stuff. Like, I know that that's a great storyline, but I, I didn't hear that it was uh, scrapped or, or or whatnot, which is uh, I, I well, just heard I, that, I that. secondhand. I just heard secondhand this afternoon that, about that, so uh, I, I haven't looked into it myself. But uh, I was just wondering. I thought of you as soon as I heard that, obviously. So I was happy it was Tuesday. Well, <laughs> so it wouldn't slip my Thank mind. You. So it wouldn't slip my mind in two weeks, you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, all right, yeah. Well, you have to look into that because, like I said, I heard it like secondhand, so I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, I, I'll look into that. Um, you know, I follow all of these fanboy, nerd, you know, comic book and you know, sites on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, so 
I would imagine if it were true, that would have come across my feed uh, today, but I will definitely investigate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as Steve mentioned, uh, <clears throat> the old man. Glenn, do you watch the old man on uh, FX with Jeff Bridges and John uh, Lithgow? No, I have not. No, I have not. Oh, it's really, really good. You ever see the movie Red with uh, Bruce Willis and John Malkovich? Yeah. Where they're all, uh, mm-hmm. all right, so, you know, that, that's a hilarious movie. Great movie. I love that movie. Uh, this is basically the same storyline, except it's not a comedy. Uh, it's, you know, there's some serious action, some great violence. So Jeff Bridges is this retired, like, super badass CIA guy. And um, he, you know, without giving anything away, he shit happens and he's going to war you know uh, and John Lithgow is, is the government guy trying to catch him you think of it as like either like a serious red or think of it as like a senior citizen Jason Bourne mm-hmm, basically okay. a Jason Bourne show except he's, he's 75 good. whatever he is he's really really good <laughs> what channel yeah. is that on Scott? Uh, it's on FX if you have Hulu uh, you can watch it on Hulu for free uh, I do have. I do FX have FX. Would, yeah, I do have. FX. Okay, then yeah, FX regular cable. It's the season is over. It's seven episodes. It's over, so you can plow through the whole thing. And I'll have to I look guess, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that, that that you like it. You like it, Steve. Let me get your thoughts on it. Fantastic. Oh, I'm only two episodes in. I might knock down an episode tonight before I go to sleep. You're on it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, have you never not been on it, man? <laughs> this shit is good, man. <laughs> and I'll add well, another show uh, before you go for your final thoughts. I got to get this out, man. I, the new season of City on a Hill, like, wow. I don't know if you watched that. I, man, that show for Boston, that's a top Boston show, man. But go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. You were about to say something. Oh, no. I um, I, I, I have not heard of that, actually. I'm definitely going to look really? that up. Really? Get out of here! Oh, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, Aldous Hodge. Three seasons. It's, it's, it's the third season just started. That's a good show. There's, that is really about a Kevin. Ba- um, Kevin Bacon, you know, from uh, Ke- Footloose. Uh, you know. Yeah, that, there, there's a Kevin Bacon show that I'm not aware of. Like, how did how did that happen? How do you know? <laughs> how did something like that happen? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. He he plays a uh, <laughs> I love like a FBI Texas. It, 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 it takes place in 1990s Boston. Fantastic show. First two seasons off the hook. You know, and I don't want to give up too much of it. It's worth the watch. I, third season literally just started Sunday on Showtime. Fantastic show. I will definitely look into that. Absolutely, and I, without a doubt. And I, uh, no, I would definitely get that. Thank you for that recommendation. Uh, and the other, the other recommendation I have is uh, is the Orville. Anybody watch the Orville with uh, Seth MacFarlane? No, I haven't. I know what it is. No. I haven't though. Yeah, it's like I'm like you know me. I'm into all the fanboy stuff, obviously, but I'm not a Star Trek fan. And it's um, it's a spoof on on Star Trek. And you know, I, I was never a Star Trek fan. Any of them, any of the good, you know, the original New Generation. I was never into any of that. I didn't like the movies. I don't know. It just didn't click with me for some reason. But uh, so this, but but you don't have to be a Star Trek fan to want to like this show. It's a great, great show. Seth MacFarlane is an absolute genius. Um, and it's not like in your face, Family Guy, immature humor. It's you know, mature. Humor based around this sci-fi show. It's like you know, completely different for him. I mean, it's just so well written. It's it's so well done. Huh. There's three seasons. Third season's going on now on uh, 
on Hulu. It was originally a, a Fox show, and um, and Hulu picked it up. So it's a uh, third season going on on um, on Hulu right now. I love that show. By the way, That's you were right. I, uh, I forgot to mention Scott Young Rock. I did like the first two episodes. I got to get back into that. You were right about that. Ah, good. So, yes, I uh, forgot. I recommended that as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will like follow that. up on that maybe in two weeks. Um, I guess uh, any quick final thoughts, Scott? Any uh, shows coming down the pipe with you and uh, and Patrick uh, as we wrap up? Um, yeah, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff starts August twenty first. Um, any cronies out there? Yeah, <laughs> uh, all you know, disappointing endings aside, I am salivating for this. Um, that's, that's about, man, that's, that's a good new, man, that's, that's about it. Yellowstone doesn't start on November 13th. We have a date. We got a November 13th date for Yellowstone. Um, yeah, that's what I'm watching. All right. Glenn, any important words for you, sir, as we wrap up? Uh, no, just, just two last things. First, uh, I want to say I'm happy for David Quinn getting the job in, uh, San Jose. Um, I always liked him. I didn't always agree with his coaching decisions, but uh, I always thought he had the potential to be a good coach. And, uh, you know, as much as he was the training ground for a lot of our players, I think we were also the training ground for him. So uh, I'm wishing him good luck out in San Jose. And uh, the only other thing I have to say is kudos to you, Steve, for squeezing an hour of hockey talk in the middle of August. Uh, kudos to you, man. You're, you're the best. No, it's all of us, man. Like, you know, this platform with Scott, yourself, Glenn, and me, RP when he's here, you know, like, this is about, you know, getting through a whole year. You know, they, like, listen, like, we used to be on here every weekend, and you know how it is, guys. Scott, you do the yeah. shows and stuff. Like, it's really hard to do it week in and week out when you have nothing to speak on, because yeah. our whole bread and butter, like I said at the beginning, is watching the game, react to the game, come on here and talk about what you saw. You know, I had the question, and I'll probably ask it in two weeks, if there ever was a thing to change with NHL in the offseason. I I probably think you guys are going to say no because it's a quick offseason. But uh, we'll we'll talk about it in two weeks on August the 16th in two weeks. We'll we'll get into that, and we'll be back here in two uh, two Tuesdays from now in two weeks. So, And and I'll have more of a show update on what I saw. I'll definitely be finished with the the old man by then. I'll probably be finished with it by Sunday. so we'll have some fun and talk, and we'll talk about all the other teams in our roster, and hopefully things go well between now and two weeks with our squad, man. All right. The dead air. You guys there? That's it. No, no. I, oh, okay, oh, I thought okay. you were closing out. Oh, 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 yeah, we out, we out. <laughs> I just wanted to say peace. All right, all right, all right fellas. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Glenn, Scott, and Steve, man. Lee Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee Blue, Blee Blue, Blee Blue, Blee Blue, Blee Blue.